How's it going, everybody? My name is Christian Wagner, and I'm the Militant Thomist. So today we're going to be going over memory. Um, this is very interesting. And this is kind of a hidden gem uh, in St. Thomas's work. But before that, uh, join the Discord, become a patron if you're enjoying what I'm doing, and uh, follow me everywhere on social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and the like. So let's get right into it. So as I was saying, this is a hidden gem right here in Secunda Secunde, question 49, article one, because what St. Thomas does here is he uses his anthropology, um, a Catholic anthropology of the constitution of man. And he takes the entire classical tradition and then also some reflections from his master, St. Albertus Magnus, um, who was a doctor of the church in De Bone, Bono. And, um, and he kind of synthesizes it into a little reflection of four tips on how to memorize something. Gives us a bit of a guide. And it's pretty much hidden right here in Secunda Secunde, not where you would expect it. So right here, he's talking about the parts of prudence. And it's not even in the article. It's in the response to objection two. So the question is whether memory is a part of prudence. And the objection is, further, prudence is acquired and perfected by experience, whereas memory is in us from nature. Therefore, memory is not a part of prudence. Now, he's going to go here and tell us how to give ourselves the good habit of memory. He gives us a guide here. So let's get started. Just as aptitude for prudence is in our nature... While its perfection comes through practice or grace, so too, as Tully says in his rhetoric, memory not only arises from nature, but also is aided by art and diligence. So because uh, memory is a part of prudence, you can build it up by art, which is um, learning the practice of theory and then applying it, and then diligence, which is practicing certain methods. So actually, they're there is no excuse that memory is just something that you're bad at or um, something that you're not naturally good at. While you might have a better or worse natural aptitude to it, you're, you can build the art of being somebody who's good at memorizing something. And he's going to give four ways to do this. So there are four ways whereby a man perfects his memory. First, when a man wishes to remember a thing, he should take some suitable yet somewhat unwanted illustration of it, since the unwanted strikes us more, and so makes greater and stronger impressions on the mind. And this explains why we remember better what we saw when we were children. Now, the reason for the necessity of finding these illustrations or images is that simple and spiritual impressions easily slip from the mind unless they be tied, as it were, to some corporeal image, because human knowledge has a greater hold on sensible objects. For this reason, memory is assigned to the sensitive part of the soul. So the first tip is that when you want to memorize something, that you don't just try to, like, let's say I want to memorize um, uh, Genesis 1. I'm going, rather than just trying to memorize uh, the various words and concepts themselves of Genesis 1, I'm going to make it very corporeal in my mind, and I'm going to give it some kind of unusual uh, images in order to um, put these put these concepts with. And I'm going to, from this, when I remember um, the odd images that it comes with, I'm going to um, uh, 
remember it better because purely uh, spiritual and non-corporeal things are going to slip from the mind much easier than it is if you have something which is uh, very physical and, and very meaty, to put it in a certain way, and a bit odd. That's going to very much help in your memorization of something. Okay, second, whatever a man wishes to retain in his memory, he must carefully consider and set in order so that he may pass easily from one memory to another. Hence, the philosopher says, sometimes a place brings memories back to us, the reason being that we pass quickly from one to the other. So if you're going to want to memorize a certain uh, system or you're going to want to memorize something, you're going to want to make sure that you write down a, <clears throat> a sort of logical <clears throat> a logical outline. When you know the reasons behind something and the logic behind something, it's going to make your memorization of that thing much easier than if you're just memorizing a brute fact. You're going to want to put that fact in an entire system of thought in the various logical relations that that fact has to other things. You're not going to just going to want to memorize something on its own or you're, you're going to fail. Okay. Third, we must be anxious and earnest about the things we wish to remember, because the more a thing is impressed on our mind, the less it is liable to slip out. Wherefore, Tully says in his rhetoric that anxiety preserves the figures of images entire. So this is something a lot of people really struggle with. When they're trying to memorize something, they're purely passive. They think, okay, if I just... Um, if I just put it in my mind once or twice and, and just kind of do it like that and I read it, then it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to stay in my mind. Well, no, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to make sure that you, you take it, you attach some image to it. Like you said in the first tip, you're going to make sure you uh, put the logical order in its own way. And then you're going to want to make sure you keep going back to it. Like, for example, if you're reading a book, a very important book, let's say even the Summa that you're reading and you want to make sure you remember uh, some of the arguments about the Trinity. Let's say you're going to want to make sure you take and write an outline to that because that has the advantage of having logical order and you're going to be able to go back to it again and again, because if you're purely passive about trying to remember something and you think, okay, I'm just going to read it once or twice and then it's going to get stuck in my memory. You're, you're playing a fool's errand that that's that's not going to work if you want to memorize something then it's going to take some work to it it's going to take some effort some fortitude and unless you're just some super genius that remembers it the first way around but that's not most of us so you're going to make sure you build up that habit of memorization and then because it's a habit when you do these things and you do them over and over and over again consciously it's going to start to come into a subconscious habit to where you just naturally do this with everything. So it's going to take effort. It's going to take work, but um, eventually there will be fruit to this. Okay. Fourth, we should often reflect on the thing we wish to remember. Hence the philosopher says that reflection preserves memories because as he remarks, custom is a second nature. Wherefore, when we reflect on a thing frequently, we quickly recall it to mind through passing from one thing to another in a natural kind of order. So another thing, you're going to want to go back again and again and again and reflect on it, meditate on it, think on it. So when you actually need it, like let's say you're in, a, you're in an argument with somebody or you need to write a paper or something like that, when you have reflected on this thing over and over and over again, <clears throat> when you actually need it, it's going to come back into your memory. 
Okay, so that's all of his tips right here. So this was an interesting one. Um, thank you for joining me today. And I should be here later for um, M Militant Thomist After Dark, which is at 7 o'clock. Anybody who wants to can join me and just discuss whatever they want to, as long as it's generally theological. So thank you for joining me, and God bless. Glory.